0: Hello, and thank you so much for tuning into The Education Burrito, a podcast that unwraps the everyday challenges in learning and teaching in education, exploring the ins and outs and highs and lows on different pedagogy approaches, enhancing student engagement amongst everything in education. My name is Kyu and each episode I'll be joined by special guests as we unwrap The Education Burrito. Welcome back. I'm super excited to be joined in this episode by someone who is... Well, they have a background in management, with a research focus on organisational stuff including the effectiveness, culture and change, as well as all the management stuff such as human resource and new public management. Well, aside from all the businessy stuff that they do, they're also involved in pedagogic research, in assessment and feedback in higher education, engaging students in effective ways. What's more, they also won a number of prestigious awards in teaching and learning previously, I must say. I was also very excited to meet them in person after long online chats, just about I think one or two years ago. But anyhow, and please to welcome
1: Dr. Hala Mansour. Hala, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm very excited to be with you today. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you, and thank you for this lovely introduction as well.
0: Ah, no, Raris, you're a very nice person to introduce, and I can still remember meeting you in person. I think it was at um, Socmet. Uh, higher education i think uh,
1: two years ago that's right yeah it was the first time after a few years of online chatting (laughs) to see the reality and to see you know people in in reality it was amazing thank you
0: no i was very excited but maybe it starts
1: off with then what one interesting thing have you done recently one interesting things i have done recently this week i was teaching to my students and i all the time, consider teaching as an interesting thing. So it was the final module for their two years taught stage in, in what we call the Do- doctor of business administration program. So it was final year module before they moved to a thesis stage. And it was so interesting meeting students all over the world it, virtually. They are all at home in different time zones. And we are talking about the next stage in life, in their study when they are at home, working from home. They don't know what the next stage, but we're trying to encourage them to have a hope about the future and about the next stage. So this is a very interesting, I mean, in work-based environment, I would say. i am always loved teaching to students, meeting them, and always excited about talking to them. So I will consider that very exciting things happened to me recently. Oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Anyhow, it's been great
0: following you, the fantastic work that you've been doing these past few years. And I know that you're kind of one of those motivators who really encourage students and colleagues to just do a bit more beyond just teaching their their academic theory and so forth. And I really want to speak to you actually today about one thing that you've done previously, and that's. of understanding the reflective writing space maybe for our listeners and for myself who might not know a lot about this area
1: would you perhaps share a bit about this Fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Happy for hearing some insights and idea. Reflective writing. The word reflective is included in what we are trying to to explain today. And reflective, it means evaluation. It means critical evaluation, analytical evaluation to an argument or to evidence or incidents happened in reality. So the reflectivity in writing, it requires requires us to evaluate personally and in a wider scope the use of evidence used in our collecting of data, for example, for research or when we are writing about assignments. So it allows us to evaluate the theoretical literature with the reality. Uh, so it balances between our personal experience, what we are understanding and how it reflects on our experience and how it reflects on our academic practice as well. So I can see that this reflective writing is a space for evaluation, a space for us to see ourselves within the story, within the context, and to balance it between our understanding to what the theory said and how it reflects on our experience and our understanding. So it is a fantastic, in my point of view, learning practice that it helps both teachers and students to make observations about their practices and also to make decisions about the best practices to develop it in the future. So it's so important that we understand and we, we help our students as well to understand the reflective practices and to help them to practice reflective writing in different formats so they can actually have a skill in to judge and to evaluate their own practice. This is so important in my point of view. Oh that's brilliant Hella. So
0: obviously you're coming from a management background, and how did you get involved with this reflective writing space with your students to engage in their learning and teaching?
1: There are many uh, platforms and practices we can use. I would say the first step is to explain to students the importance of reflective writing and reflectivity to their learning and teaching journey. And I would say once you explain to our students the importance of a concept or a context they actually take different practices or implementations to these concepts. Our students generally, they have their own identity to find out what the platform or mechanism suitable for them and for their own learning to apply reflective writing. So I would say that first the thing is to explain to students this practice is important for you. It helps To enhance your experience with teaching a learning context. It gives you insights that you can come back and reflect on. It helps you to build up on your own practice and um, giving an evaluation to what's happening and get yourself to understand what the circumstances around the reality. So I would say that this is the first step, is for educators explain this to students and then identifying which platform we can use to apply reflective writing. I mean, we've introduced different platforms to students starting from a pen and paper, traditional techniques that we still like and we still use, myself I'm still using. So this could be a very good platform that in my point of view, a friendly platform that we can use it, whatever you want. And just write about insights and asking questions because the criticality of in reflective writing is about asking questions. What's happening today? How it can be better? How I can do it differently, not necessarily better? What are the main lessons has been learned? What are the difficulties and challenges? How do I feel about it? how I can reflect on my practice. So it it starts with whatever platform. It can be pen and paper. It can be uh, electronic and online software and platforms. Some students are using mind maps, a starting point of reflective writing. So they visualize their understanding of the main variables and connections to what they want to write in mind maps and then from the mind maps they take it to actually write and i have some of my students do that so they send me and this is doctoral students so they are level a doctoral students they send me the chapter outline in a mind map first <laughs> and then after that following the chapter And I like that because sometimes the mind map makes me excited and I want to know what the writing will look like. It includes all the visual expression about their understanding to the main topics. Other platforms can use is varied. Some of our, again, doctoral students using a software called InVivo, which is a software using for analyzing qualitative research. And they creating a space within the software about reflective space and the reflective thoughts. And they use it to add their reflective understanding to different stages or different stages in their research. Uh, so the platforms are varied. The technology can help a lot. We can use EndNote, we can use MyNote on a phone or a laptop. I think that it is not about the platform, it's more about how we can do it, how it reflects on our understanding and in our writing and contribution to argument. But we can use different platforms, I would say.
0: Oh, that's brilliant, Halla. And I think you've really touched upon benefits, right? And actually the importance of doing reflective writing. And I really like the way that you spoke about getting the mind maps from students and then sending that to you and then... Sending you the whole piece. And I, for myself, I've learned actually throughout my university years and still do that reflecting on things is quite important. And especially when we are asked to do a portfolio, say for our professional body, we are always asked to include reflective pieces. And that's kind of the key to things. Yes, we've been to conferences or we've done this and that, say, for example, presented a poster and so forth, or go to a webinar, you know, or or seminars or whatever. But it's all about reflecting off what you've learned and then how we can apply the knowledge that we've learned to the future. Just hearing what you said there just reminds me that, yes, even though Ivan actually sometimes don't do official reflective writing, but just thinking about it, classes as reflection, right? And and I really like the way you touched how you engage students through that way. But what about students who are, say for example, doing this for the first time, compared to say those who are in the final year who's been doing this? Do you see a difference in terms of the abilities
1: between reflective writing and different students? I would say it depends. I think that reflective writing is also linked to what we call the reflective thinking. So before I would evaluate and write about a certain context or a certain concept, I would have to think about it in a reflective way. So I would say that depends. Some first-year students and they actually like doing it they have the skills to do the the reflective thinking and the reflective writing and do they actually fastly engage with the process I would say the final years they have lots of stories to reflect on they actually complete we can say the cycle of the journey so they can reflect on on different stages they can reflect on the literature review they can reflect on the methodology and the research design they can reflect on the data collection if i'm talking here about a project a research reflective writing but you can take it in a general way if you are we're going to write an essay you're going to you know, read the theoretical part to write about it and you reflect on that and you reflect on your data collection stage and how you engaged with the literature review and how you write and understand different parts. So I would say the final years, they normally have lots of stories, lots of cycles, and they pass lots of stages within the research design process to reflect on. But it doesn't mean newcomers to the university, they don't have the abilities. We just need to train them and just to give them resources and guide them to find a way. And they actually normally they lead and students as I said they found different platforms that from from what we suggested so I am always impressed with their engagement with the technology and how they found the technological and the online platforms to write their reflections on but the most important for educators is to teach them the importance and benefits and the downsizing as well of some of the technological platforms uh, use. So it is different sometimes from, I would say, first year to final year students.
0: Hmm. That's brilliant. I think you've really touched on, again, on the technology side. Have you seen students or have you encouraged students to use more technologies when they are doing their reflective writing? Or do you prefer them to do just just like a word document or just let them lose and let them be creative to choose which approach on which mechanism works well for them
1: yeah exactly I mean I am supporting the approach that as there is an academic freedom we also have to encourage students freedom for choosing the platform that they can find suitable to their needs and to their style of learning so we have institutional, I would say, platforms like Blackboard and other institutional platforms that we normally use. But on the same time, we can encourage students to find their own platform suitable for them to use. Some students, as I said, like the visualization in reflection. Uh, so they start with mind maps or some, student, some students, they start with drawing, actually. They just to draw ideas and then translate this or transform this to writing. I would encourage students to find out the suitable platform. But in our institutions, we also have some uh, official platforms that they can use, like Blackboard and other platforms. The importance of reflective writing, actually, that encourages students to make judgments. And this is what we're trying our students to, to do judgments about situations and about, it, as I said, the concepts as well, and taking a step ahead their study that they can make judgments and they can evaluate within a standards and benchmark uh, what's going on and how they can reflect this in their own writing. The main purpose is to learn Because we do learn from something happened through the right directions or not. So it's not necessarily learn from success, but also learn from failure. And if you fail, you can learn maybe more to reflect on our experience and then how to put this in writing in different stages, in different places in our academic essay or academic assignment or for doctoral students in their thesis. It's so important, I think.
0: I really like the phrase, uh, learn from failures, right? And as a student myself, well, at the moment, I'm I'm a student. I think writing reflections is a task, isn't it? It's like you have to do it constantly to get that benefit from it. And even though I've started one, actually, um, from last year to document what I'm currently doing, it's difficult. It's sometimes like I'm trying to uh, write it once every two weeks, and then that kind of got left out a bit, and then I got back on writing once a month, even though it's just short snippets, like a paragraph or two. It's quite hard work as a student to be to stay motivated. But how do you, Hala, uh, facilitate that motivation in students to to encourage them to keep on writing and? that no one's going to judge them?
1: It is hard. I mean, even with me writing, for example, an application for my senior fellow in higher education, which is mainly based on reflections on what I am doing for years, it is a hard type of writing. Some of uh, students or educators think that maybe an easy type of writing because it takes you as a writer outside the context to reflect on your professional and academic practices and day of evaluation is sometimes um, very very hard to to do and it takes a uh, time to do it um, in professional way i link it always to learning because when you understand that when you write about your experience Write it roughly in the beginning. is not necessarily to be neat and grammarly correct. And maybe you're, we encourage students to have what we call the reflective journal. And I said, it can take any platform. And I always explain to my students that this reflective journal is your journal. Not necessarily anyone else to see it. It can be very private about your learning journey and your understanding or misunderstanding to things. And the reflective journal can, you can notes about it, you can draw, um, you can reflect on the relationship with the tutor, you can reflect on data collection process, on literature review, but keep having a reflective journey. And I always believe that in any piece of writing, there is still a place for reflective writing. So we can add at the end of any um, academic essay, something about it, overall reflections, overall reflective evaluation or my reflective evaluation. And I can write, you know, students or educators about their experience And I would say that you need to link it to learning and to make students um, uh, believe that this is something will enhance and improve their learning and engagement to the teaching environment. I can understand when I did my PhD, I was keep writing uh, in my journal. I then said I would write a chapter about my experience. And I think the idea wasn't welcomed that much. But I said, no, um, I changed it as a researcher, as a learner, as a writer within this journey. I would like the audiences to know how I changed it and how this reflect on my experience in different aspects. And and I wrote a chapter about my experience within within the project. So reflective learning um, and reflective writing is so much related to reflective learning and how we actually carry on learning and learning from um, different perspectives, I would say.
0: Oh, it's interesting that you've mentioned about your own experience there, Halla. And I think it's all about learning, right? Learning never stops, even though we're writing our our memories down, we can still learn from it. And I can still remember when I wrote my first piece and I was just reading it the other day, actually. And it was quite memorable to see how far I've come. And kind of reflecting back on the piece that I wrote, it's like all the challenges that I went through, you know, all the barriers, all the ups and downs I went through. But actually, now in hindsight, I've become a better kind of a researcher. I feel because I've learned from my mistakes, I learned how to improve it the next time round. And I really do resonate with what you're saying there in terms of that. It will stay with you and improve your learning in the future.
1: I do agree. And I think that we are very much interested to know stories and to, to know personal stories and knowledge. So, you know, lots of audiences, they wanted to know what happened in the project, but they also interested to know what happened to the researcher or the writer or the students the person who wrote a piece of writing. I do think that there is a, a huge interest to, to know uh, more about our experience in, in doing research or writing a piece of assignment or collecting data. And it is important that we can facilitate this to our students.
0: Yes, that's right. We've um, mentioned about writing you know, the reflections in black and white, but how about photos or pictures or videos or, or other aspects of reflection? What are your thoughts on those?
1: I do think that this, these are great tools and platforms that encourage students to, to reflect in different ways. Um, and I'm always using my own uh, example because I did a piece of research a couple of years ago with um, a group of uh, colleagues. Um, and in, the, in data collections, uh, we decided to ask participants to draw so we used what we call the visual imagery. So it, instead of people actually talking, we give them like 10 minutes in the beginning, just asking them a question, just can you draw what you feel? And the participants started to draw actually a very interesting pictures about it, what they, they feel. And from here, we, we try to start the discussion in a different way. So, yes, the reflectivity, it doesn't, it doesn't mean just writing words. It could be taking a picture or drawing, as we said, or it could be related to what I said in the beginning, like a sketching a mind map about the different variables that students interested to explore. So, yeah, it can take different, um, different platforms. It's not necessarily to be writing words. As I said, I I keep telling my students and giving them an example from the research I have done about when I ask participants actually to draw their experience. And from here, I take it to asking them about what does it mean? So, yeah, I, I do believe that there are lots of creative tools that can be used. Uh, writing is one of them but definitely there are other platforms uh, they can use to support their reflectivity.
0: Definitely and I hope um, our listeners can go and explore on the mechanisms that works best for them. So Hala, so far we spoke about the benefits and I, I think we've kind of raised a lot of points regarding the benefits of reflective writing but what are the risks that can bring into The educational spaces.
1: When we are evaluating our own practice, we are not fair to ourselves. Sometimes we criticise ourselves more than what we should and the reflectivity is more about being honest with yourself about what we have done right or what we can do better and how we can do it better. We can reflect on our practice um, within the context and, and how we can improve it. I can see that some of my students, when they do reflection, they always criticize themselves rather than taking it as a as a learning process. For example, in data collection, when they reflect on data collection, they all the time saying that the piloting went very bad. Um, I, I didn't expect the piloting would. So I said. But you learned something from the piloting. And I would say that piloting went very good because piloting study, you know, helped you to build up a a good data collection stage by reflecting on what happened in the piloting stage. So I would say that some of my students uh, or some students, they do evaluating themselves all the time um, strictly, And this is not, Required in reflective writing. you have to be fair about your evaluation and how you you will doing it. I'm teaching to what we call the Doctor of Business Administration. so all our students they are working full-time in the industry and on the same time they do research and balancing between their identity as a professional practitioner is one of the things that we have to consider they're coming from business background and they are leaders in their organizations. And they believe that all what they do is right. And when they come to academic side and they are researchers, shifting this identity from being a professional practitioners to academic side, it takes a little bit practicing from them and from their supervisors just to balance between their two identities. But I do think that in general, the experience from students is always positive about writing portfolios or journals. And and sometimes it's not limited to academic writing. So they take it to different formats. And for our professional doctorate students, sometimes they wrote in professional journals about their experience as leaders doing research. Oh, that's brilliant.
0: We've mentioned a lot about benefits and risks and many people who are listening to this might be students or academics or staff, and they might be feeling a bit less confident in getting or facilitating this reflective writing in class or in learning and teaching. What would be your, let's say HALA's top three tips to get started to either facilitate a session in students' writing or for students? to actually start their own reflections?
1: I would say that facilitate a session for students for reflective writing and just explain the concept and give examples as we just talking today about the benefits and the challenges and just to give students a chance to take the information from the workshop or facilitating a workshop and just think about it. And train students um, about using reflective writing in, in their assignments. Um, it helps a lot to for them to understand how to evaluate, how to improve analytical practice, how to use the reflection, the personal reflection to understand meanings in the reality. And how to develop it from being uh, descriptive in the beginning, just explaining the environment to go deeper, to analyze the meaning and to make it more critical. At the end, um, the outcome is the learning, what you have learned from that, how this reflect on your personal experience, how re- this reflect on you as a researcher or as a manager, as a writer, or or in the future, whatever role you want to, to do. So it's so important to explain it to students. I would say facilitate a workshop and then our students are are always innovative and they do have different ways of uh, using technology or other platforms. I would prefer to introduce the concepts for them.
0: Great. So we know that higher education, the sector, is changing constantly and looking ahead into the future then.
1: Do you think reflective writing has a place? I do believe it is so important aspect. And with these changes in higher education, we all need to reflect and take a place to write down our understanding to different realities. Not just the students, students, educators, leaders in higher educations, everyone related to the sector and all stakeholders needs to take a space to reflect on their practices. And in the current situation after COVID-19, we took different decisions quickly, Sometimes without considering different aspects um, and we need to reflect, just uh, reflect on our practice about online, teaching and learning, virtual delivery, the meaning of a place and time that it is definitely changed. What does it mean place and time? What does it mean uh, flexible working? For me, as I'm coming from management perspective, what does it mean work-life balance? I do think that lots of concepts in organizational studies need reflections. The idea of communication and trust and the idea of the role of faculty members within crisis management. Lots of ideas we can reflect on from, from this particular time in higher education. And I think the purpose is to learn. We need to learn from what happened to the future, learn to let our students actually encourage our students to reflect and encourage educators to reflect and encourage leaders in HE to reflect. So I do think this is the best time maybe to encourage more reflections. That's great, Paula. So let's
0: end this episode then with a quick short round for our listeners to know you a bit more. Are you ready for a list of questions about you? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Let's see how we get on then. The first question is if you are to pick one learning and or teaching platform, what would it be?
1: This is a very difficult question. I didn't think about it. One learning and teaching platform, uh, Twitter.
0: Okay, why? Just out of curiosity now.
1: I do think Twitter it provides a, a good space for people to communicate in different ways. I like the idea that we can express our views and people can engage in a conversation. I don't think we use Twitter that much in teaching and learning for different reasons, um, but I do think there is a hope that Twitter can be a platform for teaching and learning in the future.
0: Brilliant. So how about this one? Three words to describe yourself as an educator.
1: I am international. I am a kind academic, I don't believe kindness is a is a disadvantage, I do believe that we need kindness in academia. And a researcher, because I do like re- doing research and I, research is, you know, is part of my identity as a teaching and learning educator. Great.
0: So what do you do then to recharge your energy after a long stressful day at work?
1: Lots of things actually, I have, I'm spending some time with my daughters. Um, they helping me uh, to recharge my energy. Especially in this time, we are all at home, so we're doing too many things. We bake cake and we bought lots of weight, but we're trying to do something about it. So it's more about engaging with the family, doing something that outside academia and getting outside of the routine environment that we always engage with. So I would say that doing something with family. Great. So,
0: other than your phone, then, what would be the one best thing, so one thing only, to carry around to show students and your colleagues in corridors?
1: I don't know. My ID? <laughs> my bag? <laughs> I'm not sure. What do you normally carry? <laughs> I, do, I do think so. Maybe my ID. N- you know, very silly answer, but it could be this one.
0: <laughs> All right, then. So, I've seen on your threads that you like feta cheese. And Watermelon, but which do you prefer? Watermelon!
1: (laughs) In this heat, it is more about watermelon and feta cheese, but we can go with the watermelon now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Invisibility or super strength? Super strength. I also see that you like eggs and Nutella as well though, but which do you prefer? Eggs on toast? Or
1: Bananas and Nutella on toast? Bananas and Nutella on toast, of course. (laughs) No choices with Bananas and Nutella on toast. Okay,
0: so who is your favourite learning and teaching hero? I think this is a very interesting question to see who you aspire to.
1: Oh, I will not nominate a person. I will nominate a community. Learning and teaching higher education chat is the inspiring community for me they are all inspired me they are a very interesting online community that it is part of performing my identity as an educator i'm very much inspired with this community how they actually looking after everyone how they are welcoming new people and welcoming everyone can feel the kindness professionality and support from all members of learning, teaching, higher education chat community on Twitter. And I don't want to name anyone, but we have inspired people, Sally Brown and Phil Race. if they are in the chat, they make all the difference to, to the chat with their kindness and support. And if I will say the list, we will take more than one hour, every member of the learning and teaching higher education chat online community is absolutely contributing to inspire me uh, support our teaching and learning practice by resources and ideas and and conversation so i would say this is a community that make a big difference in uh, in my learning teaching academic and professional career I
0: definitely agree as well. I think that community is, is where we learn other people, learn about other people and the practices in the community as well. And I myself really like that community and it's how I kind of met all of you guys as well. So one final question then, because our podcast is called The Education Burrito, what's your favourite burrito
1: filling? I don't know, actually. What is yours? And I may be inspired, Q. Just... <laughs> Ah. <laughs> All right, trick depression, right? Um, but yeah, I I,
0: I I don't really mind, to be honest. I mean, a burrito is kind of a wrap with different fillings. So I might have meat in there, or if I feel like I want to go veggie, I could just put a veggie. But of course, there should be rice, a bit of sauce to suck the, you know, to be a bit more moisture in it, a bit of texture as well. So it can be lettuces, it can be beans wow. to give that softness. Um, bit in there maybe as well but yeah I don't mind I'm not a faster eater so I don't mind anything in the burrito.
1: I have the same because this is why I don't want to make a a wrong choice but the vegetable choice will be amazing for me because I, I love veg and it will be amazing that with some sauce and and we eat rice I came from um, a background that we do rice I'm cooking fantastic rice at home as well so anything with rice will be amazing. And vegetable with some rice on it will be fantastic. So. But you made me hungry now. I have to do something about it.
0: <laughs> Not to worry. I eat rice, so definitely. But, okay, so that's all we have time for in this episode. And if our listeners want to find out more about what you do,
1: Hala, how can they do so? I'm active on Twitter, at Hala Mansour. And I'm tweeting more about teaching and learning and academic and research materials and websites and engaging in some discussions about teaching and learning. My research output can be found at the University of Northampton research place called Pure. And if you type my name at Northampton, it will take you to a place that stores some of my research outputs. Brilliant.
0: Brilliant. Again, a big, massive thank you to you, Dr. Hala Manzo, for sharing with us the importance of reflective writing today's episode. Thank you. Thank you very much, Koo. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time and tuning into The Education Burrito make sure to hit the subscribe button on whichever platform you're listening on and be sure to like it and share it on social media tagging us at the hashtag the education burrito if you have enjoyed our chat today and fancy coming on to the show no matter as a student or member of staff do drop us a message as we unwrap learning and teaching in the education burrito